Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, August 31st. The time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you were tuned into the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we can come together for mutual edification, mutual encouragement. It's a time of prayer, petition, and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents or guardians of unsaved and back sons and daughters. This podcast ministry started just over a year ago out of my own burden for the deliverance and salvation of my own adult son and daughter. As many times I would pray for them and intercede for them out of concern for their souls, that their names would be written in the book of life and they would spend eternity with our Lord. And since the time of this podcast has began, in this period of time, my son, thank God, has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. God has been faithful and has answered prayer. My son, again, accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior several months ago, and I spent time with him, discipling him, helping him to grow into faith. And I continue at this time to for my daughter, she come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Many of us are parents or guardians of either teenagers or adult sons and daughters, and some of them have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we pray and intercede for them. We, again, want their names written in the book of life. We don't want them to spend a Christless away from the Lord. Some of us have sons and daughters who may have been involved in the church at one time. Maybe perhaps they were active in the church, were in the youth choir, or maybe perhaps involved in some type of ministry. And for some reason, the enemy has lured them away, maybe out of bitterness. Maybe they have left the church and turned their backs on the things of eternity to pursue. The enemy is always at work. And his number one goal, the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is the number one goal of our enemy. He wants to see people dying in their sins or spending eternity without the Lord. He will do anything, get people involved in false beliefs, false religions, in cults, different lifestyles, to pursuit of pleasure. He will do anything to distract people from coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, you and I may want our prodigal sons and daughters to get saved and have eternal life, but that is not what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to see them dead. He wants to see them suffering. He wants to see them enter eternity without the Lord. And so this is a spiritual battle to the death as we are opposing the forces of darkness 
and we pray, intercede, petition, open light, cities on a hill before our prodigal sons and daughters. We witness to them. Sometimes our prodigal sons and daughters exhibit hostility as we witness to them. They want nothing to do with the things of God. They hear the gospel. They may despise when we play Christian music. They may not want to hear us worship, or maybe they despise Christian programming. But, you know, we have to continue to be living epistles that can be seen and read by our prodigals. We can't allow the enemy to discourage us from reaching out to our prodigals and continuing to pray for them. The enemy tried to discourage us from praying for them. Maybe try to convince us that they will never accept Christ or they are too hardened to come to the Lord. That's a lie of the enemy. We cannot and should not believe that. All things are possible if you believe. And so every week we come together at the 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Hour It is a time when we have a time of devotional reading. And of course, there's a period of time when we come before the throne of grace. We have several prayer requests which we will be bringing before the Lord on behalf of parents who have submitted these requests for their wayward, backslidden, and unsaved sons and daughters. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in it. We welcome you to chime in with a testimony. If you want to share a testimony of what's in your life, we invite you to participate and share it. Maybe you'd like to share a scripture. Maybe you'd like to share an insight. Something you have to say may edify and strengthen someone else who is listening. Maybe perhaps you'll have a prayer request you want to submit. Well, on our Podbeam app, you can type in your prayer request. We will see it on our screen. If you wish it to remain anonymous without detail, we will respect your confidentiality and your privacy. It isn't our intention to embarrass anyone. But if you want your prayer request to be anonymous with no details, that's fine too. We'll bring your request before the Lord God, all the details. We don't need to know them. And so we'll pray for your unsaved son and daughter. I've often said the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the event known as the rapture of the church. The blessed hope described in the book of Thessalonians when Christ will return to earth and remove all those of us who have accepted as Lord and Savior. The word of God says that the dead in Christ, those who have died in the faith, will rise first, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together in the clouds. Christ will remove all born-again believers and remove them from the earth and take us to heaven, and following the rapture of the church, the rapture of all believers, there will be a period of time here on earth known as the Great Tribulation, a time of terrible judgment that God will pour out, and a stubborn, insolent, and rebellious world that has turned their back on the Lord. 
It sounds incredible. It sounds like it's not going to happen. It sounds like a fairy tale. It is not. It is in the word of God, and it will definitely happen. And you do not want our sons and daughters to miss this blessed event, the rapture. Time is short. Prophecy is being fulfilled even now. Watch the news. Prophetic events that are taking place that have been in the word of God. Fulfilled. Christ is coming soon. The rapture could happen tonight. Are you ready? Is your prodigal ready? We need to pray for them. Intercede for them for their deliverance and their salvation. Before we proceed any further, I'd like you to join me in a word of prayer at this time. Father, I thank you. We all thank you, Lord God, for this time when we can come together, a blessed time, a holy time. It's your time, Lord God, when we want to worship and honor you, Heavenly Father. It's a time when sharing our burdens and our prayers for those of us that have unsaved sons and daughters. We don't want them to enter eternity without you, Lord. We want them all, whether they're teenagers or adults, living at home or living away from home. We want their names written in the book of life to spend eternity with you, Lord Jesus, and with us. And so we pray that you bless this time. Let it be a time of edification, comfort, and encouragement. Pour out your spirit during this podcast. Give us all a strong sense of your presence. Bless this time, Father. We commit it into your hands as we bring these requests to you later on in this podcast. Hear our prayers, Lord God. Move as we know you will. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I said earlier that um, this is a live podcast and we welcome your participation and we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear what you have to say. Any encouraging words that you have. And again, maybe a prayer request that you'd like to submit. At this time, I want to welcome listeners from a variety of localities, both in the United States and internationally. Again, I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time. And as your host, I want to welcome listeners in New York, California, Colorado and Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. I welcome listeners in Alabama and Maryland, Tennessee and Texas, Ohio and Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, Illinois, Minnesota and Louisiana. We have listeners in New Hampshire and Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, and most recently, Kentucky. We want to welcome listeners in Kentucky. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, and Australia, France, and Uganda. We have those listening in Brazil, 
the United Kingdom, Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Philippines, and we have in listeners in India as well. We welcome all of you who are into this podcast. You know, due to time differences, many times there will not be people or not that many people listening live to this podcast. Maybe perhaps due to work obligations or time differences in other parts of the country or the world, downloading this podcast and listening it to a later time. The Spirit of God has no restrictions, no restraints, no conditions. The Holy Spirit can move in a downloaded podcast powerfully as he can move in a live podcast. And so we praise God. We thank you for tuning in to this podcast, wherever you are. Again, we welcome you to the Thursday edition, the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals Prayer Ministry Podcast. You know, at this time, I want to enter our devotional period and share with you something that the Lord has laid upon my heart. The title of tonight's devotional is finding hope in the god who hears finding hope in the god who hears in our scripture text this evening is taken from the book of micah chapter 7 verse 7 micah chapter 7 verse 7 and i'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your bibles you know the book of the prophet micah is only seven chapters long but in these seven chapters There are approximately eight references regarding God as a shepherd to his flock, expressing dismay and displeasure that they have strayed away from his oversight. During Micah's ministry, the kingdoms of Judah and Israel were in the middle of positive economic prosperity. There was widespread wealth and a period of peace because neither nation was at war with any other country. However, Along with this period of prosperity and peace came with it the opportunity and the chance to indulge in rampant sin and moral degradation. Those that were wealthy were oppressing the poor, and those in power, both virtually and in government, were practicing bribery, oppressing the unfortunate and abusing women and children. Personal holiness and obedience to God was absent from the population in general as the people of both nations lived in decadence. Now, as Micah ministered to both kingdoms, his message had three main ideas, their current sinfulness, their oncoming judgment, and the hope of their restoration. And similar to Jeremiah and the other prophets of God, Micah faced stiff opposition from his audience who didn't want their pleasure and their lifestyle disrupted and interrupted. This kind of frame of mind can be seen in our prodigal sons and daughters today who don't give God a second thought in their lives and don't want to be bothered with messages about God, sin, repentance, eternity, and judgment. No time for the gospel. No time for the good news of Jesus Christ. However, Micah had a spirit-filled response to the situation. In order to keep from becoming discouraged and going into despair from witnessing the sinfulness of the people and their negative response to his message, Micah turns away from the circumstances and turns towards the of God. 
And that being said, let's read our scripture verse together. Micah chapter 7, verse 7. And I'll be reading from two different texts. First, I'll be reading from the New American Standard of God's Holy Word, and then I will read the text from a Hebrew interlinear. Let's start first from the New American Standard. May God add a blessing to the reading of his most holy word. Micah chapter 7, verse 7 says, But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Next, from a Hebrew interlinear, I therefore will look to Yahweh. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. You know, in the Old Testament, a prophet was compared to a watchman. And just as a watchman stood on the city walls, ready to warn the people of any coming threats, a prophet was sometimes called to warn the people of the need to repent of waywardness to the Lord. Prophets have a holy calling, and they were separated from the world, and they see things from a higher or more heavenly point of view. Well, you know what? You and I are watchmen with regards to our prodigals. We have a heavenly calling. We're to have a heavenly perspective. And we are to warn our prodigals of and eternal consequences should they not heed the warnings to repent and turn to Christ. You know, many times while we are watching and waiting for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters, God will be moving, sometimes in little ways. And that'll be evidence of God's working. But often the mistake we make is assuming that just because we don't see our prodigals miraculously and instantly delivered, turning to the Lord when we want it to happen, or the way we think it should happen, will dismiss what God is doing. But the godly and persevering guardian of a prodigal son and daughter will look expectantly for the Lord's hand at work. In the same way a watchman observes every shadow, everything that God is doing, and listens for every sound in the night and darkness, we need to look for every evidence of God's working and not be dismissive. To close our eyes to what God is doing, no matter how insignificant it may appear to us in the flesh, is to open the doors and portals to demonic despair, demonic doubt, and mistrust. And so in our devotion this evening, we're going to unpack five key phrases in our scripture text that dispel despair and renew hope. And those five phrases are one, but as for me, two, I will watch, three, I will wait, four, salvation, and five, God will hear. First, number one, but as for me. But as for me, we can praise God for Michael's but as for me perspective, which is a term of contrast that reverses the description of a people who are turned spiritually upside down. Micah has a watchman-like attitude that opposes the negative circumstances around him. He was not going to allow the unbelief of those around him and the seemingly hopeless situation distract and deter him from placing complete confidence in God. If others wanted to despair, doubt, and not believe, 
Micah would speak to them and speak life to his circumstances and say, but as for me, and in spite of the dire circumstances, Micah, as a watchman, would look intently for evidence of God's working, trusting God to act in his own way and in his own time. If the circumstances with regards to your prodigal son or daughter are causing you to focus on the negative, I encourage you to say to your flesh and to the enemy, but as for me. The second phrase that renews hope and dispels despair is, I will watch or I will look. I will watch and I will look. The Hebrew word here is the term fa, safa. That is the Hebrew term for the phrase, I will watch or I will look. It means to be fully aware of a situation in order to gain an advantage and keep from being surprised. Unlike the English definition of watch, which is passive in grammar, the Hebrew word watch or safa is in the active voice, and it involves active participation on the part of the believer in faith, prayer, and yes, pray thanksgiving for what we are watching the Lord to do, which in fact he is even doing at the moment. It should come as no surprise to the believing parent of a prodigal when God their prayers for them, and the hand of the Lord is moving in the deliverance and salvation of their wayward son and daughter. No wonder Jesus told Mary and Martha when they doubted that Lazarus would rise from the grave, did I not tell you, if you believe you would see the glory of God? Third phrase in our text that dispels despair and renews hope is the phrase, I will wait or hope. I will wait or hope. The Hebrew word here for I will wait or the word hope is yachal. Yachal. Webster's Dictionary defines wait as a period of delay or standing still. And the similar meaning of hope is defined by the synonyms, such as words like to wish for, to dream, or, but these definitions carry the idea of uncertainty. Even the synonyms for wait in slang, such as hold on or sit tight, carry the idea of not being sure. You know, if you're waiting for a bus or for the arrival of someone to come, the amount of certainty and confidence you have that they'll arrive is based on their reliability. But they're always still not a 100% guarantee of that. But that's not the case with God. The meaning of I will wait or I will hope in Hebrew is much deeper and richer. The phrase yachal, wait or hope, means to have complete confidence of results. It does not mean to cross your fingers in the possibility. It means to be confident that God will bring an outcome. In fact, yahal is a command. In the Greek version of the Old Testament, I will wait. In Greek, hupomeno, hupomeno literally means to remain in place even when all others choose to depart or give up. The other Greek word for wait or hope, pizzo, el pizzo, is in the aorist tense, imperative mood in Greek grammar. It literally means, just do it now, don't delay, 
This is an urgent thing to do. Michael was saying that even though others may doubt or fall away, or the circumstances are dark, he would have complete and immediate confidence that God was going to come through. He did not need to see the results or an answer. He would believe now it is as good as done. You and I have had, can have that same complete confidence in God. And we can have it now. God commands it. The next phrase or word that dispels despair and renews hope is the word salvation. Salvation. Micah says that he will watch and wait for the God of his salvation. That Hebrew word is yesha. Yesha, which means to defend, to rescue, to help. But there is another great picture of this Hebrew word. The root meaning of salvation, or yesha, is in Arabic, which means to make wide or sufficient. This root word would be opposite to the word sarar, which means to be restricted or to cause distress, to hem in. Whatever is wide or gives egress, or escape, or room, or freedom, will alleviate the stress instead of being hemmed in, or trapped, or cornered. And when the anxieties and worries of our circumstances, or what we're seeing in our prodigals, are causing you and I distress, the God of our salvation, whom we are watching and waiting for, is in a wide place, freeing us from having to worry about them. We're no longer hemmed in, cornered or trapped by our anxieties for their deliverance and salvation praise the lord that he is the god of our salvation now the last phrase that dispels despair and renews hope is the phrase my god will hear me my god will hear me webster's and other english dictionaries define hear or hearing as the function or power to perceive sound or to listen. However, once again, the Hebrew meaning is much deeper than what the idea conveys. The Hebrew word for hear in this text is the word shama. Shama. It doesn't just mean to hear or to listen, but it also means to respond, to answer. You know, in a previous study, we looked at the prophet Habakkuk and his complaints in chapter 1, verse 2, where the prophet complains that God was not hearing him, shamaing him. But in the very same chapter, God does answer Habakkuk and tells him that he is doing something in his own time and in his own way. God does hear, shama us, when we cry out to him about our prodigals. He's not only listening in our prayers and to our prayers, but he is also responding and working. Shama also. He's shamaing, listening and responding to our prayers for their deliverance and salvation. What reassurance we can have with regards to our petitions for our wayward sons and daughters. You know, when we look at the ravaged moral landscape of our nation and our society, and we see the effects that it's having on our prodigal and wayward sons and daughters, the enemy and our flesh will tempt us to sink into despair, to doubt that God is hearing our prayers for them, and to doubt that he is working. When we hear and read in the word of God, 
the hope-filled attitude of men of God like Micah, it should encourage us to trust that God is still on the throne, that he cares, and that he hears Shama our prayers. He is responding. He is able and will deliver, save, and restore our wayward sons and daughters. And so let us watch and wait for the God of our salvation. He does Shama hear us. He is responding, and he will come through. Praise God for that, the God of our salvation. He is listening to us. Touch and agree with me in a short word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this time when we can share your word, Lord God, and we thank you and praise you that you are the God of our salvation. You do Shema our prayers for our prodigals. You are hearing us, you are listening to us, and even now you are responding and working in their lives. And so we worship and praise you. I pray that this devotional was an encouragement and a strengthening, a breeze of fresh air, a cup of cold water to the thirst or distress of anyone who's listening, Lord God, that it strengthened them, renewed their hope. Your word always renews hope, Lord God. Your word always renews hope. And so we will wait and watch for you, Lord God. You are the God of our salvation. You are the God of the salvation of our prodigals. And you are listening and hearing our prayers and responding to them. We thank you and praise you that you're working even now in their lives. We don't have to see the answer. We don't have to see the results. We know that the results are in the works. We praise you and we thank you for this time, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've approached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and at this time we break into a musical interlude with scripturally-based song. And these two particular numbers are from the Sole Purpose Evangelical Church worship team. My wife and I are attendees of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church located in Middletown, New York, a blessed house of worship where the word of God is preached uncompromisingly and all worship is done in spirit and in truth. And so I want to leave you with these two musical numbers. Run to the Father, and the second number is Not Going Back from the Soul Purpose Evangelical Church worship team. And upon the conclusion of these two musical numbers, we shall return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Stay tuned. Let it all. 
needs a friend So I run to the Father again and again Prize for my heart. I don't have a context for that kind of love. I don't understand. I can't comprehend. All I know is I need you. Run to the Father. Fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding. No reason to wait. My heart needs a my soul needs so I run to the Father again and again. I run to the Father, I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, the reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again.
here to declare to you my past is over in you old things made new surrender my life to christ sing moving not going back moving ahead here to declare to you my past is over in you old things made new surrender my life to christ i'm moving I have found in you, you're the healer who makes all things new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you. Old things made new, surrender my Surrender my life to Christ. 
not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you, all things made new, surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving, not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you. All things made new, surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. 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 You make all things new, yes. Run to the Father. That's our prayer for our prodigals, that they run to the Father in repentance for the salvation of their souls. Not going back. We're not going to allow the enemy to discourage us in giving up in praying for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters. Not going back. Not turning around not allowing despair or the circumstances or how things look deter us from continuing and persevering in praying for them. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. In quietness and trust is your strength. Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Psalm 25, verse 3. Indeed, let no one who waits on you will be ashamed. Or as a New Living Translation puts it, no one who trusts in you will ever be disappointed or disgraced. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. 
Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. And finally, chapter 4 of the Psalms. Psalm 4, verse 8. I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. There's still time to get your prayer requests in if you want us to lift up your prodigal son and daughter in prayer. But at this time, we're going to come before the throne of grace and bring our prayer requests, which have been submitted on behalf of several young people. Several parents have submitted requests, and we will touch and agree with them right now in intercession and petition and prayer warfare on behalf of these young people, sons and daughters. Maybe you're the parent or guardian of a backslidden or wayward son and daughter. Now is the time when we will come before the throne of grace. And so even now as we pray, if you want prayer for your unsaved son and daughter, you can type it in. We will see it on our screen. and We will honor it and bring it before the throne of grace. But for now, touch and agree with me for these requests. Let's pray. Our first request comes, actually our first request is on behalf of two young men. As we pray for them every week, both of them are named Joshua. And Joshua, one Joshua, of course, is a born-again believer, and he accepted Christ not that long ago. Both these young men were struggling with addictions, substance abuse addictions. And The first Joshua accepted Christ not that long ago, but of course the enemy is always at work and trying to lure those who are in bondage to addiction, to relapse. Our second Joshua came to me recently. I was not aware that this second young man named Joshua accepted Christ a while back, and the enemy lured him. Demonic influences lured him back to using substance abuse. So both these young men have their names written in the book of life, but the enemy is at work in both their lives to lure them back into lurid ways of relying on chemicals instead of relying on the Spirit of God. We're going to unite these two requests, pray for both these young men, both named Joshua, a warrior's name. We're going to pray that the Lord makes these two men warriors and strengthens them. Touch and agree with me. Heavenly Father, we lift up these two young men, both of them with the godly name of Joshua. And Lord, like Joshua, they need to enter spiritual combat, both these young men. One of them accepted you recently, the other one a while back, and both of these young men struggling with the stronghold of substance abuse addiction, Lord God. Bondage of the body, bondage of the mind. Demonic forces and their flesh telling them that they need chemicals to cope with the pressures of life. Their bodies in bondage craving these chemicals. Father, we first pray for physical healing. Whatever these chemicals have done to their bodies, we pray that there be healing 
healing to their bodies, Lord God. We pray that you remove and start working with the demonic cravings to use these chemicals, the body crying out to get high and to use drugs. We pray that you just heal their bodies, remove the cravings, through the power of your spirit, help both these young men to resist the urges that their bodies have to inject their bodies with these chemicals. We pray for healing mentally and emotionally, Lord God, as their minds, their flesh, even the enemy is whispering in their ears. They need to use these drugs to deal with the pressures of life for peace of mind and for emotional strength they need to use drugs that is a lie from the enemy and we rebuke these thoughts in the name of jesus we pray lord god that you help both these young men heal not just their bodies but their minds from the bondage and stronghold deliver them both from the physical bondage and the mental bondage the mental and physical stronghold of drug addiction begin the work lord god maybe they'll enter a program Lord, you work through programs the same way you work through doctors. We pray, Lord, that if one of these young men or both of them need to enter a program, that you bring them to that place, that you help them through the work that needs to be done to maintain their sobriety. Bring healing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually we pray for their salvation lord god that your spirit pour forth in their lives we pray that their names remain written in the book of life lord god their names are in the book of life heavenly father but the thief comes to steal kill and destroy and there will always be a counterattack. there will always be attempts to steal the sheep to enter the fold by the enemy guard and preserve and protect both these young men lord god we commit them into your hands, Lord Jesus, for safe protection. We thank you and praise you. The work is starting already. Amen and amen. Before we lifted these two young men up in prayer, again, for the sake of confidentiality and privacy, I will say just this, that the Lord is moving in the lives life of one of these young men named Joshua. We received information and reports that there is some progress and some positive development. God is moving in the life of one of these young men named Joshua. God has his own way and his own time of doing things. We just commit both these young men into the care and the sovereignty of what God is doing. Our next request is regarding three young ladies that we come before the throne of grace with every week. Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. These three requests came a while back, but every week we lift up these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And these three young ladies, I understand, were struggling and possibly are still struggling with issues that are emotional, maybe mental, and dealing with low self-esteem or depression. All three or some of these three young ladies are dealing with several of these issues. And these are all strongholds, and these are all tactics that the enemy is using to kill, to destroy. 
And so we're going to pray for Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, and the parents of these three young ladies as well, who've expressed a tremendous burden for all three of them, as many of us as parents have burdens for our prodigals. You know, many of us as parents sometimes can be in distress. We don't want to see our children suffering. We don't want to see them go through pain. It doesn't matter if they're teens or adults. They're still our children. We want their names written in the book of life. We want them to have life, life abundantly in Christ. And so let's lift up these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Father, you see these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. They live in different parts of the country. But Lord, your spirit is not far from any of them, and you know what issues that they're confronting, Father. Maybe emotional issues, issues of depression or low self-esteem or guilt. Lord, maybe it's bitterness, anger, hostility. No matter what it is, Lord God, we just commit these three young ladies into your hands. Deal with whatever issues that all three of them are facing. If it's hostility, soothe it. If it's depression, heal it, Lord God. No matter what it is, Father, that's keeping these three young ladies from turning to you, pride, love of pleasure, hostility, bitterness, anger. It could be they're involved in some other things, some other beliefs, philosophies, lifestyles, no matter what it is, Lord God. Tear down the strongholds, break down the walls of resistance, open the closed heart, the the closed ears, soften the hardened heart. Lord, let your word penetrate into their hearts and minds. It may be through Christian program, maybe it's through Christian family members, maybe it's through a song. No matter what it is, Lord God, no matter what vehicle you choose, we commit these three young ladies into your hands. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are at work fervently in their lives to destroy them. We plead the blood of Christ over these three young ladies. Lord, make them the women of God that you want them to be. Even now you're working. We commit them into your hands. We will watch and we will wait for the God of our salvation. You hear us. Shema. You are responding even now to the answers to these prayers. All three of these young ladies will turn to you at the appointed time in the appointed way that you choose, Lord God. If necessary, give all three of them a Damascus Road experience. Do what needs to be done to break them, Lord God. We commit all three of them into your hands, their deliverance and their salvation. Their souls are at stake. Their eternal souls are the most important thing, that they spend eternity with you and that their names are written in the book of life. We commit Gabby, Angela, and Valentina to you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for their deliverance, and thank you for their salvation. You're working, and you're bringing it to pass. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. My dear brother Jamie and his wife India, my dear brother and sister in Christ, their daughter, China, came to Christ several months ago. In fact, when this ministry started, my brother Jamie and I were talking one evening at the home of a dear brother in Christ, and we were sharing our mutual burden for our daughters. My brother Jamie said, you know, it's a scary thing to pray. Lord, have your way what needs to be done. We touch and agreed that we would both pray for our daughters. 
It wasn't long after that when I was in my car driving and my brother Jamie texted me and told me that his daughter China had surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. I immediately pulled over. A text message was not going off. I pulled over my car and I called him and we shared tearfully our joy, his daughter surrendering her life to Christ. But again, like I said before, the enemy is always at work to lure and to destroy the work of God. And so we're going to lift up this young lady, China, in prayer for perseverance and strength. Touch and agree with me for China. Father, we thank you and praise you for praying parents. My dear brother Jamie and sister India, who prayed for China, and their prayers, Lord God, you saw the burden of their heart, the desire of their heart, was that their daughter, would, who would have her name written in the book of life, and now it is so. You brought it to pass. You performed the miracle. You did the work. And we praise you and we worship you for this, Father. Thank you so much for saving China. And now we pray her strength in the Lord. Baptize her with the Holy Spirit. Fill her with the Holy Ghost. Pour out your spirit within her, Heavenly Father. Make her, continue to make her the woman of God that you're working her to be. Help her to live a life worthy of her calling. Make every day an upper room experience for China. Bless her, Lord God. Just continue to work in China's life. Give her a hunger to read your word. Make her a prayer warrior. Use her for your honor and glory, Heavenly Father. Strengthen her against any temptation that the enemy may throw her way to revert to old lifestyles and old habits and old ways. Strengthen her love and commitment for you, Heavenly Father. Turn to a Deborah, an Esther, a Ruth, a woman of God, mighty, serving you and you alone. We thank you and praise you for China, her salvation, and her strengthening. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. It was about a week or two weeks ago we received a prayer request. And this was regarding a young man by the name of Rashan. And the concerns that the parents shared was that Rashan doesn't believe in God. He was at one point serving the Lord, but he has fallen away. Unfortunately, the enemy has lured him away. Now he doesn't believe in God. And part of him wants to believe, and part of him does not want to believe. He was involved and became involved in several alternative philosophies. And several addictions. He began getting involved with social media sites, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we know one thing can lead to another. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to touch and agree with this parent. We're going to pray that the spirit of deception and blindness and the spirit of addiction be removed from Rashan. And we're going to pray that Rashan return to the fold that Rashan recommit his life back to Christ, that he will surrender, resurrender his life to the Lord, recommitting his life back to God. 
touch and agree with me right now for Rashan. Lord, we thank you first and foremost for praying parents, Lord God, parents who have a burden for their children, and they want to see their names written in the book of life. They want their names called out. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And so, Lord, we just lift up Rashan in prayer. We lift up his parents first, Lord God, that you help them to persevere, to continue in prayer, being watchful therein. Men ought always to pray and not faint, pray ceasing, casting all our cares upon you, Lord God. We pray that these parents continue to cares on you, that you give them the peace that passes all understanding. You will hear their prayers. Now give both these parents, give Rashan's parents sweet sleep, give his family and peace and assurance that you're working. Now we lift up Rashan directly, Lord God, that you see his life, Lord. You see the enemy is putting him on the detour, on the service road, taking him off the main path, Lord God. Lord, your word says in the last days that there will be doctrines of demons, deceitful spirits, luring your people away or trying to lure your people away into deception and heresy. Again, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the enemy wants to do with Rashan. But Lord, we just lift Rashan up in prayer. We pray that you stop the enemy from stealing from him, stealing his soul or destroying him or killing him, Lord God, actually as well as physically. Do what it takes to bring him back to you, Lord God. He became distracted by different beliefs or philosophies. The enemy is tricking him, deceiving him. We pray that you open Rashan's eyes to the error that's in his life. Touch his heart, touch his soul, touch his mind. Heavenly Father, again, like the other people we prayed for, give Rashan, if necessary, a Damascus Road experience. Break him if you need to, Lord God. Knock him down if necessary, Heavenly Father. But do what needs to be done for the sake of his eternal soul, Lord God. Don't let him stay backslidden. Don't let him stay wayward. Bring him back, Lord God. Leave the 99, Lord Jesus, and seek this one out. Bring him back to the fold. That's what you will do, Lord Jesus. Carry him to safety. Rescue him from the enemy's camp, the same way Abraham rescued Lot. We enter the enemy's camp right now. We bind the strong man, and we proclaim freedom and deliverance for Rashan. Restore him back to you, Lord Jesus. Do what needs to be done. We thank you and we praise you. Dispel the deception. Dispel the deceit. We commit Roshan into your hands. Shama! We know you're listening and we know you're responding right now, Lord God. We commit you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. And we praise you. Amen. Our last prayer request we received yesterday is from a mother in Texas. 
It says, please pray for my son, Curtis. He is struggling with addiction and has been doing so for some time. The addiction has progressed. Now, Curtis is a new father to a baby girl, and this beautiful child desperately needs her father. This mother says that her faith in the Lord is strong, and she believes in the power of prayer and that God can do all things. The enemy, of course, has steered Curtis away. He has a Christian background, and mom says that she knows that he believes, but has been steered away from prayer and has let all doubt take over. And this mom in Texas said that she will continue to pray for her son. Well, you know what, mom in Texas, we're going to touch and agree with you. Curtis. Let's touch and agree for this young man, Curtis, and his child, and this mom. Father, we just lift up this mother in Texas who is burdened for her son, Curtis. And Father, you see that she is a woman of God, and she is trusting in you and praying for Curtis. Now help her to continue to persevere in prayer, not faint, but to stay before the throne of grace, inopportune, and to continue to knock. Strengthen her when she becomes weak. Encourage her when she starts to feel down. We rebuke the forces of darkness that will attempt to cause despair to enter her heart and mind, to give up that Curtis is too far gone. Those are lies. We rebuke those lies in the name of Jesus. Give mom a strong sense of your presence and the reassurance that the ad shama, you are responding right now, Lord God. We lift up Curtis right now. Another young man struggling with addiction, the stronghold of addiction, Lord God. Addiction has lured and destroyed the lives of many young people. But right now we plead the blood of Jesus over Curtis. We plead your blood, Lord God, for his deliverance from this stronghold and for his salvation. Lord, we come before you with Curtis. We lay Curtis before the altar. And we ask you right now, look upon him. You see where he is right now. You see what he's doing. You see where he's hanging out. You see into his heart. You see into his mind. You see into his soul. We pray for Curtis right now. Restore him. Deliver him. Bless him. Rescue him. Keep him. Strengthen him. Encourage him. Comfort him. We commit Curtis to you, Heavenly Father. In his life, answer this mother's prayer. Answer our prayers for Curtis, Lord God. Shama. We know you hear us. You are inclined to our prayers and you are responding. And we thank you and we praise you that you're working even now in Curtis's life. The work is being done. Have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. Do what needs to be done in your own time and in your own way. We trust you with the process. We commit Curtis into your hands, Lord God. Bring him back to the fold. 
restore and renew his faith. Make him the man of God and the father that he can be. We pray for his young daughter, a hedge of protection, a battalion of angels protecting this beautiful child. A heavenly army surround this little girl and protect her with swords of fire. Guard her and keep her and protect this beautiful little girl and restore her father. Make him the father he needs to be and make him the man of God that he needs to be. Bring him back. We commit him into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for a young man. Johnny's the adult son of a dear sister in Christ who listens every week. And Johnny is in bondage, again, like so many others. And his addiction is alcohol. Johnny knows the gospel. Many of these young people do. They've heard the gospel. For whatever reason, their addictions have blinded them to following it. Well, they choose to put following the gospel on hold, believing they have all the time in the world. That's not the case. The word of God says it is appointed once for men to die, and after this to judgment. That's regarding death and entering a Christless eternity through death. The word of God also says that the Lord's going to come in the twinkling of an eye. The rapture could come tonight. We want Johnny's name written in the book of life. So let's touch and agree for Johnny. Father, we thank you and praise you for, again, for a praying mom whose burden is for her unsaved son. We pray that you encourage this mom. Lord, strengthen her physically, mentally, emotionally. Don't let her despair. Give her sweet sleep. Don't let her lose sleep tonight worrying about Johnny. Comfort her, encourage her, You're working. Everything's going to be okay. Johnny's in your hands, Lord God. We just lift Johnny up in prayer. The enemy wants mom to worry, but we rebuke those thoughts in Jesus' name, and we lift Johnny up in prayer. Father, you see, again, where Johnny is right now, whether he's home or outside doing something ungodly. He got the wrong people in the wrong place doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. But we lift Johnny up to you. We pray for his deliverance from addiction. Do what it takes, Lord God. Do whatever it takes. That sometimes can be a scary thing to say. But yes, Lord, do what is necessary to bring Johnny to his knees, to the point where he says he needs Jesus in his life. Break the stubborn self-will. Soften the hardened heart. Open the closed mind. And bring Johnny to the point where he fully surrenders his life to you. That he can't go on anymore without you, Lord Jesus. He's on the throne of his life. Remove him from the throne of his life so that he puts you on the throne. Deliver Johnny. Save him. Let his name be written in the book of life. We commit him into your hands, and we thank you, and we praise you. That's the word and prayer tonight for all these requests, Lord. Shama. You hear, and you are responding. It is a command that we believe. Yahal, 
We believe, Lord God. We will watch and we will wait. And we're doing it now. We're believing now. We're not waiting till we see the results or see some evidence. We believe now by faith. And like your word says that we read earlier, Lord God, we place our trust on things that are unseen, not on things that are seen. All things are possible if we can believe. And we do believe, Lord God. And we believe now. We praise you and we worship you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to the end of our time together in the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I thank and praise God that I can be with you for this period of time of sharing and prayer. We will be back on the air again next Thursday. September 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until that time, if you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, and you live in New York or California, North Carolina or Massachusetts, if you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, wayward or backslidden son or daughter, and you live in Utah, Wisconsin or West Virginia, Montana or Alabama, if you're the mom or dad or guardian of a teenager or adult, son or daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life, and you live in Washington State, Rhode Island, Oregon, New Hampshire, Louisiana, maybe you live in Michigan, New Mexico, Texas, or Kentucky. Maybe you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son or daughter and you live in India, the United Kingdom or Brazil, Australia or Canada, or Bosnia-Herzegovina, no matter where you are, in the next town, in the next building, the next house, in the next city, in the next state, in the next country, Mexico or Canada. Maybe you're overseas. If you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, wayward, or backslidden son or daughter, I encourage you with this. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday. September 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir. On behalf of all of us here at the Parents of Prodigals podcast, wishing you a good night and God bless.